لكن كتانا آمن Everybody. Holy crap, we got a lot of people here already. Carrie and Eek and Luis and Todd and Rodney and holy crap, man, there's a lot of people. Daniel, Lauren, McCune, hey, howdy, hi, and Eek, hey, howdy, hi as well. Randall, all right. Hey, Austin's here as well. I love that Austin's here on Twitch, so we can keep an eye on the Twitch, make sure the Twitch is twitching right. Stitch is good. He's, there we go. There he is. Stitch is good. I am good. I haven't shaved because fuck it. I'm not going out anywhere. So why? But uh, yeah, hold on a second. Stitch, we got to move out of the way so they can actually see the shelves. That's right. It's an all new setup. There's going to be more. It's just the very beginning of the setup. Thank the patrons for doing a fancy setup. So it's not just me and all of my shit behind me. Well, it still is all my shit behind me, but... This is more apropos paranormal shit behind me. I love the alien statue in the middle shelf behind you. This one? Or that one? Hopefully that one. Best show on Facebook. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate that, Daniel. That's very nice of you. Uh, yes, the Ouija board is my own childhood Ouija board, but it is just for aesthetics only. Hey, sweet. Kara's on... Um, on Twitch as well. I love that. I love that people are hitting Twitch up as well. I'm trying to get that to be a thing. Um, the more people I get, the better. Um, try mod view. I don't know what that means. There's so much stuff to do with Twitch, but I don't know it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's not what we're here for. We're not here for Twitch, and we don't have to get ready. The show is starting. So I can get rid of that one right there. Let me put on the old phone number, just in case you guys don't know. Here's what we do on these kind of shows call in. It's an all-caller show. Anything paranormal. If you've seen something paranormal, you have friends or family or co-workers, as long as it's real, that's the only thing I ask. Has to be true. Beyond that, call in. I want to hear it. That is a Bigfoot head. Hold on. I gotta go back up. So, I got the Bigfoot head. I've got my signed Bob Gimlin for the Gimlin-Patterson film. I met him at uh, AlienCon, had him sign it. This was an awesome gift from Aaron, listener Aaron, who's very rad, sent me that that I loved. All right, we'll have to figure out how to get that a little bit more in shot some other time. But besides that, there's only one story that I have tonight. So I guess I could start with the story. Hopefully we'll get a caller first thing, because I have not tested this. It's been like a week since I've done one of these. How crazy is that? Um, usually I do like, you know, on the weekends as well, but I didn't want to bother David Owens thing, so I didn't do one this weekend. So 
this is a little bit, uh, you know, back into the swing of things kind of thing. So, first caller, you can call at any time, Stitch. You can go if you want. I don't care. Caller, you can call at any time, 818-732-9399. But let me start with the story. Umau Mau is back in the news. Now, if you guys don't know what Umau Mau is, it is a mysterious interstellar object that crashed through our solar system two years ago. And we're still talking about it. Everybody freaked out when they saw this thing. It didn't look natural. It came out of nowhere. So they were like, oh, it's got to be alien technology. And then everybody in 2018 was like, nope, it's not Adrian. Uh, Adrian. It's not Adrian technology or alien technology. Nope, that's crazy. But it's back in the news again. That's right. That's thin cigar shaped tumbling end over end. Ooh, mow, mow. Scientists, scientists still aren't sure what it is or where it came from. One explanation, the object was propelled by an alien machine such as a light sail, which is a thin machine that accelerates as it's pushed by solar radiation. And that is a, that's not some like crackpot me kind of theory. That's a theory by Avi, Avi Loeb, who is a Harvard University astrophysicist. Astrophysicist is saying this, not me. It's not a tinfoil hat theory kind of thing. That sounds like they know what they're talking about. But most scientists think that it's probably the acceleration and how quickly it cruises through is a natural phenomena, probably solid hydrogen blasting invisibly off the interstellar object's surface, causing it to speed up. But the astrophysical, astrophysical journal letters, which are uh, bum, 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 from two people, an astrophysicist at a Korean Astronomy and Space Science Institute, argue that the hydrogen hypothesis could not work. So, Umamao moved like a comet, didn't have any of the classic comet tail, the coma, any of that crap. It ends up being right back to the beginning. They don't know what it was, but it did seem to move unnaturally, possibly under power. Umamao, aliens are real, man. Aliens are real. Oh, thank you, Carlos. It is so nice and organized for now. The more shit I get that's piling up there. Uh, just to give you guys a quick peek of what's going to happen, there's going to be a paranormal almanac sign that's going to be right there. And then some funky stuff in this big space. But besides that, that's basically what it's going to look like. I'll move stuff here or there. But anyhow, that is the only story I had for tonight. Ooh, Mau Mau's back in the news. Could it be? It might possibly be alien still. You're saying there's a chance. It's all I need. I just need a chance that it's aliens. Hi, Stitch. Okay, so that is everything in my court. Now it is your job. Everybody kept saying last week, oh, I've got so many stories. I got stories. I want to call in. I want to call in. Here you go. 818-732-9399. Call in now. Hey, Jay's here. How you doing, Jay? Call in now. Real paranormal stories. It is not a Papa Umau It is more of a Umau Mau. But I guess it could be a Papa Umau If there's another one that comes through, then, you know, obviously if there's a Papa, there's got to be a Mama. But uh, as of right now, it is just an Umau Mau. There you go, pal. Nothing? No callers? Really, guys? You're going to make me scramble for more stories? Fine. I will scramble for more stories. Oh, just to let you guys know, the next episode 
for Paranormal Almanac is it's been recorded, it's being edited right now, but it is a very good one. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's not just me, it's me and Elijah Hendrickson. That's right, fan favorite Elijah Hendrickson is back for another episode, and it is going to be out probably tomorrow, probably tomorrow morning, if not, then tomorrow afternoon. But that's right. The regular episodes are back. I haven't done one in a couple of weeks because I was doing so many of these live ones, I had no time. So, there you go. Those are back as well. Let's see, let's see. Oh, I never got to this story. I can actually get to this story now while I'm waiting for a caller. Oh, yeah, you know what? It, it's a great episode. I listened to most of it today when I was editing it. Elijah did an amazing job. I did an okay job on my my part of the episode, but uh, his his really takes off, and it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, nice! You listen to the regular shows at dinner. Um, I'll try not to swear too much. I swear, I'm gonna swear a little bit. I already I already recorded it. I can tell you, there's swearing on this next episode. Sorry. I even promised Elijah, I was like, I won't even swear on this episode, so you can share it with your friends. And then I swore all over the episode because you know that's just me. Because that's just me. But anyhow, until we get a caller, you guys see the number on the screen. Let me tell you about the story that I started to talk about last week but never got a chance to because it was just caller after caller after caller. The ghost of a little girl was caught on video in a Las Cruces graveyard. Two-year-old Fabiola Rodriguez died in 2018 after apparently being beaten by her mother's boyfriend. Again, fuck that guy. Who was arrested and charged with childhood child abuse. But a grave near hers in the Masonic Cemetery in Las Cruces had a camera placed on its headstone following some vandal uh, vandalism, and it caught something very spooky. While going over the footage of that camera, a little girl was seen in the video, which the family immediately took for cemetery staff. Stitch, thank you, stop. Concerned that a child was lost in the graveyard, the staff members recognized the little girl and took them to Fabiola's grave. Fabiola's mother happened to be visiting the grave at the time, and they were able to show her the images they had captured and let me share those photos with you guys right now. Yes. All right. Let me share this. How do I do this again? How do I do this again? Okay. Share screen. Yes, please. That screen. Yes, please. Yes. There we go. Remember, this is in the middle of the night. This little girl that just looks like a little girl walking up, as you can see in this photo as well. Hopefully, I can make it bigger. Yes. So, video, little girl just walking right up to the cemetery, to the grave, hanging out. And when they looked at it, they went, that's our daughter. The middle of the night. I don't even know what that photo is. I, every time I look at that, I, I don't see anything. I mean, I guess that there's something there, but I wouldn't say that that's something paranormal. And there she is, unfortunately. Sad little girl that passed away. Let's restart the gallery so you can see that again. But again... Hey, Stitch, come here. But again, little girl visiting either her own grave or visiting a grave in a Las Cruces cemetery just because they were afraid that... Uh, um, let me stop sharing. There I am again. Just because they were concerned that someone was messing with the gravestones. That's the only reason they put that camera up. So they weren't even trying to catch a ghost. They were trying to catch whoever it was that was messing with the cemetery, with the gravestones. Yes, Jeff, I agree. It's a horrifically sad story, but hopefully 
the family gets a little bit of solace that, you know, she's still there. She's still around that, you know, theoretically, hopefully she's okay. But that's definitely a human child, right, Randall? Yes, it's 100% a human child. Daniel as well. There's nothing else that it can be. That is a little kid walking around in a cemetery in the whole damn middle of the night. Ah, thank you, sir. I, I just saw your, I love, love your show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I love this. Twitch is like, Twitch is really sparking off tonight. I'm really digging this. This is the best. Okay. Now it's up to you guys, though. I did my two stories. The rest is up to you. I need, who's going to be the brave first caller on tonight's show? It's going to be a short show if I don't get any callers. I'll tell you that. Because I didn't plan on anything else except for callers. Austin, call in, man. Is there another place to watch the stream? I don't see the other chats. Yes, you can watch it either on Facebook Live or on uh, Twitch. I do them on both. Simultaneous. Simulcasting. You had a UFO over the house last week. What the crap? Yes, Austin, call in. 818-732-9399. I want to hear it. It always seems like the first call is the hardest one to get. Then as soon as I get that first call, boom. The whole rest of the show just kind of takes off. Uh, Lori's right. Las Cruces is a very weird place. Um, there we go. Thank you. I love it. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Curtis Austin, Colorado. Hey, Austin. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank you for, like, breaking the seal on this episode. Because, like I said, that first hey, call is no always problem, the man. hardest. All right. No problem at all, dude. So you saw a UFO? Yeah, so actually it started last October in 2019, buddy. So Holy crap. It goes back, yeah, it goes back to 2019. I was living in eastern Colorado in a town called Milliken. It's just uh, southeast of Fort Collins. And uh, when I was driving home one night around 5.36, I noticed these really bright yellowish white lights in the sky. And at first I went, eh, planet something, you know. So yeah. I, I don't know what it could have been. Yeah. Well, then I started watching and, you know, following up on my news that I always follow, which would be paranormal things. <laughs> and Linda Moulton Howe was talking about Colorado having these large white lights in the sky. So I started doing a little bit more research and looking into it. Lo and behold, nobody knows what this was. And they would hover for three to four hours a night, every night, all winter long. Holy north, crap. north, south, east, and west, all the way around my house. North, south, east, west. So the thought was maybe it could be like drone technology, government, who knows. Um, and then I, I sold my house like two weeks ago, and I moved to Loveland, Colorado, last week. Well, my best friend, who's an HVAC technician, was working on my air conditioning unit. My young daughter, Ruby, you know Ruby. Yeah, yeah. She's like, Dad, what's that? And I look up, and I'm like, oh, that's like a weather balloon. Then my buddy says, no, Austin, that's not a weather balloon. It's not moving. And we got his binoculars out. It was a spinning disc in the sky. <laughs> Holy crap, really? So, I got a video of it. I got a video off my phone, but it's, it's not right, honestly. It's not, not wonderful. But it is there, and you can see something in the sky. I zoom in on it and zoom back out. 
So I, I'll gladly send it to you. But oh, yeah. Like, it's not anything, I don't know, I feel like it's not anything that, you know what I mean? Like, it looks like all the rest of the potato videos we get. Yeah, hold on, hey, look, even bad UFO videos are UFO videos when I trust the source. And I trust your source, so I definitely want to see this. Holy crap. Now, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a spinning disc. How long did you watch it for? Um, so my daughter and my, my stepdaughter watched it for, I would say, like maybe close to an hour and a half, two hours. And then a cloud cover came up, came over. And when the clouds left, it was gone. Holy crap. All right. So an hour, an hour and a half, that, that narrows down what it could possibly be as well. Um, especially since well, you said it was a spinning disc. There's very little things that can be a spinning disc for an hour, an hour and a half in the sky. The weird thing about it was that there was like a setup part to it that almost looked like like an atom or plasma or something. Like it was like this, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it was like sparkling almost, you know, like. And so the second I saw it too, this is the crazy thing, the second I saw it, I went, that's the same distance that I was seeing those lights for the last year. So that's this what, is a regular thing from October of last year, you said? Yeah, yeah, October, it was like right before Halloween. And then every month I would see it maybe two, three times a month. And that was when I was like, I would drive up and go, oh, I need to look up and see if I see the lights again. There they are. And I, sh I would show the lights, like, look. And she's like, yeah, it's weird. I'm like, yeah, this, is, this, is, this is really weird. <laughs> a regular UFO. That's amazing. Now, um, you might want to post it on or report it to MUFON as well. Because if you've reported it and you're seeing it, other people probably saw it and reported it as well. So the more, yeah. you know, the more uh, evidence that we can get, the better. Well, and they were saying, you know, you have to understand, too, that I, I was, where I was living was like 38 minutes from DIA. So I thought maybe there could have been some traffic or something going on with DIA. But then I checked uh, one night, I actually went to the website and looked and they were like, no, there's nothing in my area that night besides like landing planes coming in from you know out west and, and, and up north so i was like well i don't think a plane's gonna hover for that long for two hours no there's know? no way absolutely no way that's well, insane yeah, i love the fact that you were you not only did you see it yet other people saw it and you didn't watch it for a minute or so you watched it i mean they, for over an hour that's insane i can't wait to see the video i really can't Oh, awesome. Sweet. Yeah, I'd love it. But yeah, definitely report it to MUFON. Everybody else is saying the same thing. Like, yeah, yeah, report it to MUFON. So if you want, it's up to you. But I think you can do them anonymously still on, on MUFON. So if you want, just... Oh, I'm okay with MUFON. Oh, then yeah, yeah. Report it to MUFON. I think it can only help. Give us more evidence. And start making notes of the dates that you see these things because there's got to be some kind of pattern that we can figure out. Yeah, and I, you know, now we've moved. Like I said, I, I mean, I, I didn't move that far. I moved, what, 20 miles west. So I'm a little bit closer to the mountains now, and I, I, I could probably still see in that general direction. But the bottom line is, is we have all those fires out here in Colorado now. Oh, that's really right. To see what's going on above us. That's so, right. Yeah, that's the same as out here. Out. I mean, it, it runs me out one, that, that, you know, my state's burning down. But two, it's like I can't also see the stars at night. I can't see, you know what I mean? Yeah, especially if you move closer to the mountains for that. I mean, that's a very good reason to be, like, living out in the mountains so you can see everything up in the sky. But, yeah, it's the same thing that's going on out here. It's absolutely the worst. Um, it was the, the smoke was so thick the other night that the moon looked like just a little sliver of a planet. And... Everybody else is saying, no, no, it's like a full moon tonight. I'm like, no, it ain't here. It's 
all smoke here, sadly. When we were moving in, it looked like an eclipse. I was like, oh, it's an eclipse. Wait, no, it's not. I was like, that's fire. Yeah, oh. that's the worst. <laughs> well, stay safe. I'm glad that you're uh, you're here on the phone, so I'm glad I know you're okay. But uh, but definitely, yeah, definitely uh, send me the video. And uh, obviously, keep us in, you know, keep us in the loop if you see more of these UFOs. Because, like I say, I can, oh. I can tell everybody listening, I 100% trust Austin. He wasn't just calling to make up a call. I 100% trust him, so there's something there to it. I love it. Yeah, and, and that was just the tip of the iceberg. I got, I, when I lived up in the mountains, there was a whole lot more, but we'll save that for a later date. I'll, I'll, I'll call back in and give you some. There, there was one back when I used to work for Lockheed Martin, all sorts of fun stuff. Oh, hell yeah. All right, sweet. Well, I like that. Now I got something to look forward to as well. Well, hey, thank you so much yeah. for, for kicking things off tonight. I, I love it. It starts off with a UFO. Can't wait to see where it goes next. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Okay. Talk to you. No problem, brother. Have a good night. Thanks, man. you too. Bye. All right. How cool is that? I love that. And, and like I say, I like it when I know the caller where I can go, yep, this is 100% true, 100%, you know, legit. Um, that, so we had another caller calling during that call. Um I've never understood that. You guys are obviously watching it, so you know I'm on a call with somebody, so just wait now. Like now. Now would be a great time to do that call. 818-732-9399 is the number. Oh, Josh is here, and uh, let's see who else is here. I saw somebody else as well. Um, I'm loving it, though. Like, there's a lot of people. Caller, you are on the air. Hello? Second time they called, but they hung up this time. All right. Well, if you want to call back in, feel free. Caller, you are on the air. Hello? Hi. Hi, who's this? Hi. Um, my name is Amanda. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, thanks. What you, why are you calling tonight? Um, well, I uh, have uh, listened to... Um, Paranormal Almanac uh, quite a few times and I really enjoy the stories and oh, thank especially you. with cryptids and paranormal. Oh, thanks. Um, I just, I really enjoy the program and um, <laughs> I actually have had experiences uh, with the paranormal, if you can believe that. So I would love to hear one. Please tell us about one. Um, well, my experience, um, I've been a caregiver for years and I first got my start off by working, you know, assisted living. Um, there's one particular assisted living in Oregon um, that I used to work at um, that was known to have activity um, by staff, and actually a few of the residents uh, would um, talk about it as well. Um, and ironically, this assisted living was right across from a graveyard. Oh, wow. Um, if you can believe that, yeah. You know what? I hear from a lot of people. I hear from a lot of people that work at assisted living that, that say the staff that work at assisted living they say that yeah they're haunted. So this seems like it's a regular occurrence. But yeah, I would love to hear your story. I have had several experiences, um, and for the most part, I've always oh it's always been more like uh, feelings of either being watched or hearing. I've actually have heard voices behind me. Um, you know, while walking the halls. Um, I've never really felt scared, though, um, except for one particular incident, because 
it was always kind of like more of like, am I seeing this right or, you know, hearing this right? And sure. I never really felt scared, but I did have a really scary experience, um, and I had worked there for like four years, and um, it uh, just to kind of give a little perspective, um, there is a particular room uh, that staff have labeled um, kind of as a dark room uh, for us because it, a lot of bad coincidences have occurred in that room um, where residents have moved in and then several months later um, have passed away. Um, so it was just a normal reoccurrence that staff came to, you know, see us. We labeled it the death room because it always felt off. It always felt really depressing. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was just that particular hallway um, felt really different. Um, it was all I always got comments from staff that they felt really uneasy. The air was really heavy. They would hear of people talking behind them. Um, particularly with this particular incident, it was around four in the morning and I was doing rounds um, and I was checking on the resident in, who was occupying that room at the time. Um, his door was propped open, so I didn't really want to, uh, to, you know, turn on the lights to disturb him while he slept. So, um, right as I walk in on the right-hand side, um, is his bathroom and the bathroom was always open and full of you know uh the equipment that we would use um so most of the time i would just go in in the dark um to not disturb them and everything like that and for this particular reason um as i went in um i kind of felt um the heaviness that i was used to feeling but it's somehow it felt really threatening um and i couldn't really understand why all of a sudden i was feeling uh this feeling yeah um i checked on the resident he was fine and so i just wanted to get out of the room as you know quickly as possible and i actually when i turned i could see um into the bathroom and <laughs> kind of hard to believe but um right as i turned out of the corner of my eye i could actually make out um a solid mass um literally standing in front of one of the pieces of equipment um and it i thought there was someone in there like my initial reaction was oh my god you know who's in the bathroom yeah and it happened so it happened so quickly um, now, would it was it a shadow? I, Could you see what they look like? What did the, What was it? What did you see? From what I could see, because um, I bolted right out, um, it was uh, what I would describe as a shadow figure. Um, it definitely felt. Uh, it was really tall because uh, there was a piece of a uh, Hoyer equipment and the. Uh, the thing that was in there was actually taller than the Hoyer. Really? And that's what really alarmed me. Yeah. So how tall would you say this I thing mean, probably was? I would, I'm, well, I'm like five, six. So this thing was towering at like almost seven, a little over about seven and a half feet. That's tall. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, 
and it just the way that it was positioned like I could I could see into the darkness but this mask like literally blocked out the darkness itself it was that like attention grabbing and my initial feeling uh, when I saw that it scared me so bad. It felt like... Well, yeah. It would scare anybody. That's that's terrifying. Well, I felt like it was more like it was lunging at me. Like, I felt... Oh, um, really? Threatened to the point where it was... Yeah, like, it was someone, like, lunging at me. And I bolted out of the room. And I was so convinced I was being chased out that I glanced back as I turned the corner of the hallway... Um, into like the main foyer area and I was you know I came in there and my other co-worker happened to meet up with me and she even commented that you know I was shaking like a leaf and that you know my the color had literally drained from my cheeks wow <laughs> now said, yeah she said you look so pale and you were shaking so bad and <laughs> I, honestly at that point I really just wanted to get out of the building I don't blame you. That's terrifying. Well, now I like that you that you said, and I didn't like I didn't want to give you any hints, but I like that you said that the the shadow figure was blacker than black, like darker than shadows, because that's a a common description of shadow people that we're hearing over and over again now lately. So, so I'm hoping that this thing didn't chase after you and didn't disappear, and I'm also hoping you didn't have to go back into that room. I did not go back into that room. Um, I had one of my coworkers said that she would go ahead and check, you know, do last rounds without me. I just, I did not feel comfortable going back into that particular hallway at all. Now, let me ask you this. The guy that was sleeping in that room, did he, uh, did he stay alive? I'm trying to think like the nicest way to say that. He didn't die, did he? Unfortunately, at that time, um, the gentleman that was currently in the room was on hospice care, and he was in the last stages of uh, oh. life. Because that's, that, that's yeah. the other thing that seems to be, like, in hospitals, like, um, when someone's in the hospital or, you know, just about to pass away, that these really dark, really tall shadow people appear. And it's usually the staff that sees them, not obviously the person that's, you know, passing away. But... This is like, it's got like the, all the, the, the check marks of, you know, someone that's close to death, the very tall shadow people, the fact that they seem to be lurking in their room. That's terrifying. Yeah. And for the most part, like I said, um, not only me, but for the most part, uh, the normal activity would be us seeing shadows um, kind of darting at the corners at the end of the hallways. Um, we would also hear um, voices. I had several staff tell me that they felt like someone was touching them when they were walking down the hallways, but um, nothing to this extent. And me personally, like I said, this is the first time I ever really felt threatened in any way by it. Sure. And it, it just it shook me to my core. Like, I was not expecting that. How How was it? Going back to work, like, the next day after that experience, were you able to, like, kind of um, compartmentalize it, or were you still just as freaked out being in that hall or being in that room? It took me a while to gain confidence. I, I always asked the, for a co-worker to accompany me, 
uh, you know, during that, uh, during my realm, just because it was, it was really shaky, and, um, they've also, um, they've, they've had experiences where it's kind of freaked them out, so it kind of got to the point, you know, working noxious particularly is really only a couple of staff there, so we definitely had to <laughs> go and, um, things together because we were so freaked out by what was happening well yeah i wouldn't want to do anything by myself there that's incredibly cool i mean it's terrifying for you but it's incredibly cool for us to hear about it thank you so much for sharing now as you know yeah. i'm always going to ask is that your only paranormal experience that you've had uh I've had a couple of other incidences at the same location. Really, it's just that one particular location that I've had experiences. Um, I've heard, I mean, there have been times where I've heard, um, so, uh, I, it was me and a coworker, and uh, we were standing quietly in the hall, and this is like at midnight, and all of a sudden, he, uh, she and I hear this like blood-curdling scream. Like, we both looked at each other, and we were like, did you hear that? And we're like, yeah. And so we immediately go around, you know, trying to find out where that, you know, what the source of that was. We couldn't find anything. Everybody was asleep. Um, there were no TVs loud enough to, you know, kind of recreate that yeah. scream. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've also seen what I can only describe as being a doppelganger of one of my coworkers too. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, well, what were they doing? Was, Where were they? I was in the laundry room, and our laun uh, the laundry room of that facility is actually next to um, the med station, and further down a little bit is the nurse's office. And I usually keep the laundry door open, um, you know, just for, uh, to see if, you know, to be with an air shot if I'm needed. Sure. Um, and I was, this was, like I said, right, it usually like, a, this was like around 1030 because I had just gotten done um, logging in all the medications and I was going to switch over laundry. And as I was, I turned and I saw um, what looked like my coworker quickly passed by the doorway and I thought nothing of it because I'm like okay well she's just going to empty trash um, I need to talk to her so I'll wait for her to you know reappear sure and I waited for like almost five minutes and there was I didn't hear anything I didn't see her come back and I literally dropped the laundry um, basket that I had and, you know, walked down the hall. The nurse's office was locked, like it, you know, should be. Um, and she wasn't in the supply closet, um, which was next door. And I walked out into, like, the main dining area, like, really, like, freaked out at that point. And I saw her walk from the opposite end um, of the dining area back over, and she go into the what the, the crap the, you know the yeah and she had told me that she had just exited uh, got done with some care on the other side of the building and was coming back to check in with me and I told her like you know what I had seen and she was just like you know I'm not surprised because <laughs> 
it's happened to me too. And Whoa, so really? Like, yeah, it was kind of like, um, it was more of the fact that, okay, next time that I think I see you crossing uh, my path, I'm going to actually radio to make sure that's actually <laughs> you. Because apparently she told me that she had seen me walk into rooms. See, that's what I was going to ask. That, so she's seeing you walk. and you're seeing her. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not, I'm like, I'm on the other side of the building because she would be working that hall and eventually go down. So there's no way that I would not bump into her. And there's no chance um, that, it, it, that, that, you know, she looped around the building and came past you or that it was somebody else that could have looked like her. None of that. No, I mean, like, like I said, this was like, that's a long walk. Because this building um, is, the building is a square, but the hallways are really, really long. So if she managed to loop around, she would be out of breath nope. at the time that yeah. I was able to get out. Nope, I don't like that. Nope, uh-uh. Um, yeah. Because you're so like, oh, I know who that is. That's just X, Y, and Z. Don't worry about it. And then to find out it's not them, and they were just like, you know, a, like you said, like a doppelganger of them walked by and you were calm that whole time until you found out it wasn't? No, I don't like anything about that. Holy crap. Yeah, I, she said there were a couple of times, like I said, of her seeing me walk into rooms and she would go in and there'd be nobody in the room. And wow. then I, this was like the first time I had seen her. And I even told her it was, it, I <laughs> like legit thought it was her walking towards the nurse's office. Man, and how long did you really, work there? Really weird that I worked there for about four and a half years. Jesus. And I worked night, so. Wow, you're way braver than me. Nope, I'd be out of there. Nope, that's creepy as all hell. I, I mean, it, it became such a common occurrence that um, staff would literally, from uh, all the staff from Noxious, would tell patients what happened like oh yeah i've seen that you know the shadows were active tonight you know i i had a co-worker who said that um, her daughter was doing homework on the front office where the where we have a piano and her daughter like would hear the piano keys playing whoa when everyone when, yeah and it was just so weird i mean i i personally would see the shadows i would get the feelings um, but for the most part, I always felt it was mischievous. I well, didn't feel threatened until, like I said, my experience with the, what I believed was a shadow. Yeah, till the till the lunging shadow person. Then nope, uh, uh-uh, uh, out. But but still, like even if it was mischievous, you're you're at a hospital at night. That's already like two check marks of the. That sounds scary to me. Then you're hearing things and seeing people and seeing things. The fact that you stayed past the like the first incident is impressive as shit to me. Good on you because I couldn't do that. No way, no how. Yeah, it it was kind of it, it's kind of hard because no one really understood unless they worked the knock shift. Oh wait, um, I've got a question. For the most part, was blowing off. Oh well, yeah, but I've got a question. Did any of the patients ever say anything to you about seeing things? Um, yeah, I actually have, um, a couple of, uh, residents that I remember coming to me and telling me what they saw. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, they would see everything from, uh, uh, they would, there was one gentleman who said that he kept seeing um, what looked like a lady trying to get into our uh, kitchen area. Really? Um, yeah, he said that it was, uh, he came to um, one of my other staff and I'd happened to be working the floor. And he said, do any of you know who the lady is in front of the kitchen door? And I'm like, everyone's asleep, hon. You know, it's like almost midnight. No one's up. And he's like, um, someone is trying to get into the kitchen because I, I literally saw a lady crouching by the door of the kitchen. And so I'm going up there. My coworker's going up there, too. So and not just standing there, but crouching? Anything. Yeah, he said what he described is um, an, a lady that was kind of slumped over crouching um, by the kitchen door. Nope. And he thought it was one of the residents that had um, that was up trying to, like, get a snack, but no one was, like, up beside him. That's creepy so I, as hell. I don't have any explanation for that. I personally haven't seen like I said, the shadow being is the first like big manifestation that I've seen. Um, but I've had I've had a note, another coworker saying that she thought she saw a lady like in the pantry of the kitchen one time. Um, what is up with like all I these said, ghosts kind of trying to get in the kitchen? That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I I really don't know. Um, we've had phantom call lights go off too. Real? Wow, um, this place is way active. You, you're kind of burying the lead at the beginning here. You were in a seriously like active place when you worked there. But the thing is, is that it there would be times where it would be really crazy, and then it would be dead for like a yeah. month. Yeah. It pick up again, and I, it was just really random. You walked in there not knowing what would happen that night, honestly. Holy and crap. Usually about, usually about between 11 and 1, you could kind of tell if it was going to be a fun night or a dark night. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> wow, this was an awesome call. I'm so glad that you called in. Wait, you're, 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 uh, your name was Amy, right? Amanda. Amanda. Sorry. Crap. Nope. See, that was me. That's why I, did, that's why I had to ask because I wrote it down way later than I normally do. Amanda. Sorry. Amanda, this was a fantastic call. Holy crap. I just, I wish I had proof of it. I really do. Um, and I'm still kind of a skeptic a little bit. That's a good thing. Um, that's a good thing. That's the way you should be. But there's just, I mean, the whole shadow being just really jolted me to my core. They're just and terrifying. And that was something that... Yeah, I can, I cannot, it, it still gives me bad chills to this day, and I, one of the scariest part, points in my, um, and points in my life, because it was literally something I could not explain, and it was like, it's really hard to describe it, but the fear felt so real. It really did. Because it was. You saw, you saw this huge, creepy shadow thing lunge at you. That's that's real fear. That is really scary. Like, holy crap. Have you ever looked up at this place to see if there's a lot of any other, like, paranormal activity, like, online, not just from, like, coworkers? Um, not really. Uh, 
it doesn't there's nothing like official as far as I know with this place um, but like I said we believe uh, staff and I believe that what one of the main contributors uh, was the graveyard literally across the street it's sure. like a stone like the graveyard across is like a stone throw away that's creepy that's how close yeah. Oh yeah, Rebecca said she's like, yeah, that's primal fear. That's exactly right. That is exactly what that is. You saw, you felt the primal fear of, you know, like that's 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 coming to get you. That is that is as real as fear can get. Yeah, and I I've always I've always been a person that be you know have an open mind, and for the most part, it was kind of like, okay, I need proof. I need to have some sort of substantiated proof that it's not just theory. And after that night, it was pretty much like right in my face, like, I'm real. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> exactly. Guess what? It's real. And now you're part of it. Wow. Well, hey, again, Amanda, thank you so much for calling. Thank you so much for listening, too. I really do appreciate it. But but please call in anytime. This was so much fun. I, en- I enjoyed this. And thank you for listening and, you know, taking this with an open mind as well. I know of it's course. kind of hard to... No, not at all. No, you. this was a, like I said, this was fantastic. I, I loved every second of it. This was great. Thank you so much for calling in. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. How cool was that? Holy crap. See, there's so many things like graveyard across the way, assisted living home, nighttime, nurses, spooky old people, crouching ghosts, I'm like, uh-uh. I give her some serious credit. Yeah, Alexandra, I give her serious props for staying because I wouldn't have. I literally would have just dropped shit and been like, nope, fuck you, I'm out. The second that, that shadow person came at me. Okay, all right, pal. You know what? We're going to do it a little bit earlier schedule. Stitch is telling me that it is time for a Stitch break. It's a little bit earlier. Sorry, everybody. Uh, we'll be right back to the calls in just a bit, but Stitch break time. All right, we are back. How crazy was that, huh? I loved it. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, little kids. Mixing up, like, making all these fake Bigfoot prints. Although I do want to find a set of those because I really want to put them up here. Um, K-Tel's Bigfoot. The other thing, that's Bigfoot and Wild Boy. That was just a great show in the kids. How bizarre was that? Still no polling? Really? There should be polling. That's weird. Um, I'll have to check into that because I thought it said it was going to allow me to do that. Beast, Beastmaster and Bigfoot kicking ass. Rodney, it is an, it's a fantastic show. If you guys ever heard of um, Sid and Marty Croft, the Croft superstars, they did like H.R. Puff and stuff and Lidsville and Dr. Shrinker and Electro Woman and Dyna Girl. All these bizarre, really trippy, crazy cool shows. Well, they also did that show, Bigfoot and Wild Boy. So highly recommend you know seeking it out if you want to watch a really bizarre Bigfoot show. Hey, Dorian's here. I love that. Total $6 million man ripoff. You're 100% right, Austin. Okay, we are back. We are back. Phone lines are open. 818-732-9399. We got, oh, and Land of the Lost. How could I forget Land of the Lost with the Slee Stacks and, and Chaka? Dr. Will and Holly. Um, Marshall Will and Holly. Marshall Will and Holly. Uh, yes, of course, Land of the Lost. Thank you, Todd. Uh, fantastic. Some of the best shows. I You know, that was my Saturday morning for years watching that weird-ass shit. But anyhow... We're back. Phone lines are open. 818-732-9399. Call in now. We've had two great callers. I'm hoping to get at least two more so we can at least, you know, round out this hour or so. At least one more. But uh, in the meantime, 
There we go. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, great to hear from you, Kurt. Hey, who's this? I'm just... This is, uh, you can just call me Ducky. Ducky? I like Ducky. All right, how you doing, Ducky? Doing great. So, I love your uh, cuts of the week, uh, from the shape approach to paranormal stories. Kind of sussing out what's real, what's fake. Uh, oh, thank what's you. What's over is going to be the good stuff, right? Yeah, thank you. See, that's exact. That's exactly what I'm looking for, trying to do. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. So uh, I'm worrying that uh, saying I'm from Florida is writing a check by bankroll cash. But uh, I've got a couple <laughs> little stories for you tonight. I would love to hear them. And you're right. Yeah, I, I'm. You're right. It's it, they're gonna be good stories because you're from Florida. So. Well, at least it's a scoop that I I haven't shared these stories in public before. So hopefully you enjoy them. Oh really? Oh awesome! I love that. So uh, the first one is going to take place uh, on the intercoastal waterways in South Florida. I was out on the back of a jet ski as a young lad, uh, not far away from an inlet to the Atlantic Ocean there. And uh, I was enjoying my time, having fun, when we came up on a group of people on the back of a boat and some others on a dock, and they were all looking at something in the water. So the jet ski kind of curves around, and... I get a view of something as it kind of splashes over and dives deeper into the ocean. And uh, it had like a pink, humanish flesh tone to it, which is why it sticks out so much in my memory. Uh, and, and then it just dived down. And ever since then, I've been trying to sort through marine biology to find out what kind of creature it was. Any idea what it was? Uh, so my short list of suspects going from most likely to uh, least likely... Uh, maybe a nurse shark that was kind of belly up, so with the lighter side of the nurse shark on the bottom, as it kind of slipped over and dove, uh, or maybe like a stingray that had a lighter color, pinker color than normal. Sure. Uh, and then the most far-fetched, but the one that kind of really stuck with me as being the most likely candidate was a dugong which is a type of manatee from the Pacific. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're right, they are pinker. That makes sense. Yeah, and other than that, the, the time that when I was a kid, it really stuck in my mind that like, oh, wait, maybe that's what I saw also was uh, watching National Geographic special on river dolphins. Oh, sure, that makes sense too. Like the Amazon dolphins? Yeah, and they've got a pinker, kind of humanish skin tone and the boldest head and stuff that, but at the same time, none of those are quite species that you might find in South Florida. I was just going to say that, but none of those are like 2,000 miles away from where you saw what you saw. So that doesn't make... Wow, what the hell did you see? Yeah, yeah, it's always kind of throwing me for a loop. And the thing that kind of stuck with me as well, uh, the man riding the jet ski was one of my dad's good friends, and uh, he lived in Florida a lot longer than I have, and he was kind of had this expression on his face, like he didn't know what it was either. <laughs> I was just going to ask that. Did anybody around you go like, uh, what the hell was that? Or did anybody say, oh, I know what that thing was. It was, you know, the pink dolphin of Florida, you know, like that no one had an idea at all? No, not that I could tell. Uh, and there's only the one person that I could talk to now about it. Uh, so I haven't synced up with them in a while, but, you know, it's going to be the first question I ask them next time I see them. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, I love this. I, I didn't expect a unidentified sea creature of some type. I didn't expect that on this call. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, one of those things that, you know, it's unexplained. 
but it could have a potential explanation for out there. It's, it's maybe a misidentified sighting of, of something that, you know, is pretty common in Florida. Or, you know, maybe it was some guy who was just free diving off the dock and just completely misinterpreted the situation. <laughs> I hope that's what it was. It was just some random dude like, why is everybody staring at me? Leave me alone. <laughs> just trying to get some snook on my, uh, <laughs> on my line there. <laughs> well, you said you had a couple, so you know I'm going to ask. What's the other one? All right, so this one's going to fall in line with kind of the glitch in the matrix. Ooh, uh, I love these. Uh, or maybe it's some type of shapeshifter, which... Um, uh, I'll mention this later, but I've kind of run into stories uh, along these lines in Florida before, and it, it, it freaks me out a little bit. Uh, so this is when I was, uh, again, a younger child, but I, I kind of feel like those stories are the ones that really stick out with you, because if you don't find an explanation for them, sure. then, you know, they're what really are imprinted with you. Uh, so I was driving the car along the highway, and I see a little boy... Uh, dark skin running along the side of the road and so I'm like oh what's he running for it's kind of over a bridge area but it's not where people are normally on the shoulder of the road and so I glanced at him and as we pass by and I look back suddenly it's a taller older white man uh, heavy set and he's walking very slowly on the shoulder in the same exact spot what the hell and and I look in my rear view mirror in the, in the side mirror because I was in the passenger seat and I see the same person. And it just, ever since then, it's kind of stuck with me. Like, what what happened there? <laughs> yeah, it, that's exactly it. Like, I, I like the fact that you said Glitch in the Matrix because I wouldn't have gone that route. I really would have gone with what the hell shapeshifted or how did it change from one direction to the other when you looked back? Like, that's bizarre. Mm -hmm. And it went from a small, yeah, it, dark boy to a tall, white guy? Yeah, and it was also the rate of speed that they were moving that was kind of jarring about the situation. Sure. Because the boy was running, and then the man was kind of just moseying along. And so that's where the shapeshifter aspect kind of calls, falls into question. Um, because if they were, then they would have had to immediately have to change shape, but then also momentum. That is bizarre. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Um, yeah, I have no idea what to think of that. Because you're right. Like, why? All right. If it was a shapeshifter, why would it change speed? Why would that matter? Obviously, it changed shape and age or whatever and looks. So why would the speed change be anything? Did it Did it all of a sudden realize it got caught? You know, it was seen. And then it was like, oh, crap. I better act, you know, nonchalant. That's bizarre. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking, that kind of like, uh, you know, if you ever see a con man when they get caught, yeah. they kind of go that, that's from that one extreme to the other. That's exactly um, what I was picturing in my head when I was saying like that, yeah, that nonchalantness. All of a sudden it's like, la, 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 just a regular old man here, nothing to see. No, that's exactly what I was thinking of when I said that. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah, and, and the whole thing was kind of just this weird, like... It really stuck out with me because it, it wasn't one of those memories that I look back on and I think, like, maybe I'm mixing up two separate memories. It really stuck out with me in that moment as, wait, what just happened? Um, and I hadn't really thought about it too much until I was listening to other podcasts, kind of like Colonel Malmanac. Uh, and wait, wait, you listen to, a, wait, you listen to other podcasts? 
How dare you? Get off my phone. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, sorry. Continue. I love this. Continue. I think it was, if I, if I was, a, I think it was in Monsters Among Us. Oh, uh, sure. And it was a story about uh, a shapeshifter that somebody had ran into in South Florida. And they had this, this experience with, and it really stuck out with me. Like, wait a minute, is this a thing that has happened to other people? Maybe it wasn't a glitch in the Matrix. Maybe, maybe this is something else. Uh, uh, an actual creature that lives down there. Well, yeah, exactly. Wait, so so someone else had a very similar story to yours? It was, they had run into somebody who they had met in, in one persona and then had shifted into a different persona and kind of had let them on the secret of their shape-shifting. And I, and I can't recall the episode off the top of my head, but if I can, I'll try to post it on the Facebook group. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I would like to hear that. I love listening to other creepy podcasts as well. Um, hey, look, the more the merrier. There's there's nothing but time. Everybody's sitting at home anyway, so fuck it. <laughs> Listen to them all. But no, the fact that there's somebody else out there with a very similar story to yours in the same general, or in the same state, same general area, what the hell is down there, and why is it, why is it shape-shifting so obvious? At least go behind a bush or something, or go down, you know, down into a ditch. Come on. Right? And maybe it's just the whole thing. It's Florida, so if you say anything happens, then they're just going to think you're crazy. That's right? a good point. Everybody's <laughs> just going to be like, uh-huh, sure, Florida. Uh-huh, smokes more crack. I get it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Eat, exactly. eat some more bath salts. Yeah, that's bizarre. Holy shit. So I think maybe that area feels a little bit more confident in its ability to just kind of uh, blend in with the craziness. <laughs> It definitely does. Look, if I'm if I'm ever gonna be a uh, uh, a cryptid of any kind, I'm going to Florida because you're right. No one's gonna believe you, and, and if anybody sees you, apparently everybody's really nonchalant about seeing something weird, and they just keep going. So yeah, fuck it, why not? Right. I didn't even think about telling my mom at the time who was driving the car because I was like, ah, she's not gonna believe me. <laughs> I was just gonna ask. So like, did you just kind of went like, well, that was weird. I guess that thing happened, and just keep going. Like, holy shit, that's bizarre. Yeah, I was at an age and in the type of family where I was the, the black sheep. So, uh, any weird story I came up with was just another story. <laughs> yep, I can I can totally relate to that. I you know I was constantly uh, made fun of because I believed in UFOs and ghosts and everything. But ha, who's laughing now, family? UFOs are real. See. We're all going to get vindicated eventually, all the weirdos. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Ducky, thank you so much for calling. This was awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. It was great chatting with you finally. It's uh, been a few live shows that I've missed out on actually being able to call in. So oh, I'm so glad that you finally called. Through. Yeah, this is great. This is. Are you kidding? If you have any other stories, I want to hear them because I love them so far. Uh, yeah, I've got a few more uh, relating mostly to my time uh, getting into the Wiccan religion and a little bit of witchcraft. Ooh, um, there's a witchcraft, theater. there's a live witchcraft episode that I'm going to be doing next few weeks. So please, oh, I, I'll, I'll post about it out like way ahead of time because I'm hoping to get a bunch of witchcraft stories. So that'd be perfect for that episode. Awesome. I love it. I'll definitely try to call in for that one if I can get through the line. Ah, I love it. I, I love it. And if you can't get through, just put down in the comments like, hey, I can't get through, and I'll clear the lines waiting for you. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. That, I love this. Thank you so much for calling, Ducky. I really can't appreciate it. I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't appreciate it enough. You, this was fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, uh, I can't wait for the rest of the show tonight. I love it. Thank you. I'll talk to you. Bye now. How cool is that? I love 
I love the bizarre ones. I love that not that Ducky was a bizarre one. I mean the bizarre stories. I love the bizarre stories. I love the 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 twists and turns, the stuff that I don't expect to happen. Stitch, it's cool, buddy. Hang out. Just hang out. We'll be done in just another 20 minutes or so. Um, hey, the lines are open. 818-732-9399. But like I just said to Ducky, my plan, my hope, whatever, is to do a a witchcraft voodoo call-in show. And I want to talk to Wiccans and witches and, you know, anybody that does any kind of magic or black magic or or any of that kind of stuff. I really kind of want to do like a very specific show just to see what I can get, see if I can get any callers. And I'll have some stories prepared and everything like that. But I'm hoping that if I do a specific topic, then I'll have people calling in all with the same topic. And I think that'd be really cool. Obviously, I want to do a shadow person one because I know I can get a billion people calling into that one. Caller, you are on the air. Caller. Oh, hi. Hi, who's this? Oh, yeah, can you mute? It's Carrie. Hey, Carrie, how are you? Hi. Let me mute the TV a little bit. I think my stream is lagging. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the stream on... Yeah, the stream's like about like five seconds behind or so. So, yeah, that does Ah, make it a little fun. Awesome. Um, So, I have two stories. I have uh, another ghost story, and I have a weird, like, cryptid, possibly Mothman story that happened to my best friend's ex. Holy shit! Hell yeah! I want to hear them both. I gotta be honest. Okay. I'm very excited about a Mothman because I've never had a Mothman story, but I want to hear them both. I'm so excited. Go for it. Sure. Yeah. So for the first one, um, I so I've been working at PetSmart for like seven years, which actually is about to end. I'm transferring grooming salons to a private shop. Um, but I've been a dog groomer for a really long time with PetSmart. For a while, I was a manager, and when I lived in North Carolina, the store that I originally got hired at before I moved to the Northwest was super haunted. Um, really? It used to be a tech, yeah, it used to be a textile bleachery, and a friend of ours, um, grandmother, worked there when it was a textile bleachery, and said that like some people died there, people fell in. Oh, um, that's the worst. Work accidents. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of weird stuff happened there. Like we would have managers say that like kennel doors and the salon after hours would like open and shut on their own, and we've seen that actually happen a couple of times, and we had. Um, like when I first got hired there, like we would, I would hear laughter when I was closing, like almost like little kids laughing and some weird things would happen, but I didn't want to say anything because I didn't <laughs> want to be the new hire that suddenly <laughs> is talking about ghosts. Um, so it kind of started to escalate and we had, um, one evening where we have like the fish tank lighting so that they can't break or fall on the shelf. They're in these little holsters that you have to physically lift the whole like lighting that, um, piece up out of to take up to the register to buy. Sure. Um, and we would hear a crash and several of us would come running and figure out what was going on and like a bunch of them would be out of the holsters laying in the middle of the floor and there's no way to get those out without lifting them up and this would be after close or well before open so no one else was in the store with us um, and that kind of stuff would happen a lot and the like weirdest thing that ever happened to me while working there is I was the manager of the pet care department, so, like, I took care of all of the live animals and things before I started dog grooming, um, and I would have to be at work at 6 a.m., and there would usually be only one other person in the building that was a manager, um, and one morning I came in, and I was getting all of my things ready and feeding all of the animals and preparing for my day, and one of the things that we have to do is we have to change these buckets of um, saline soaks for ornaments that go in fish tanks. Sure. And... Um, the only manager that was in the store was I could hear her on the forklift on the complete opposite end of the store using the forklift in like the stock room. 
and I'm in the opposite side of the store in the fish tank, like behind the fish tank wall doing maintenance. And I was filling up buckets and decided like halfway through that I was going to stop and go get another cup of coffee. And as I came back, I, when I left, I left the bucket empty on the ground and the water turned off. And when I came back, um, the water was on and the bucket was back in the sink and filled up with hot water. And I watched the water shut itself off when I walked in. Whoa. And it startled me. <laughs> and yeah, the bucket was full and I didn't know what to do. I know I didn't do it. And I could still hear the manager, the only other person in the building on the forklift on the opposite side of the store. So I just kind of said, thank you. And like took it out of the sink and finished what I was doing. That's um, bizarre. So that, like, that was a big one. so they were helping you. Apparently, yeah. We never had anything really that seemed threatening in the building. It was just kind of like we would just, you know, hear noises and voices and stuff would move on its own. And occasionally something really crazy like that would happen. Or like a lot of the store-owned animals and the cats for adoption would react to things that we couldn't see after hours. But that was like the first time that anything had ever like directly interacted with me. And I told some people finally that I worked with and all of them were like, oh, yeah, no, this place is haunted. Like pretty much the entire store was well aware uh, and, and it totally makes sense if it was there for that long and it was a factory prior. I mean, and there's deaths in the factory that totally would make sense. But the fact that the animals were reacting to it as well, the cats and whatnot were reacting to it as well. I mean, come on, you can't, you can't push that kind of stuff. You can't tell a cat or I can't tell Stitch right now, hey, this place is haunted. And then all of a sudden Stitch will start looking around at weird stuff. He'll just look at me like I'm an idiot. So that's exactly, telling right there. Yeah. And it was not just, like, the cats, too. Like, we have, like, the guinea pigs would start making noises. Like, they were startled in the back room, like, the ones that were sick that we would have in the isolation room. And um, we would hear the birds all act up after they'd gone to bed and the lights were out. Like, something had gone in and startled them. So we definitely, like, could hear animals, like, and see animals reacting to things and watching things that we couldn't see in the building. That's awesome. I love this. I love, hey, look, I, as you know, I love animal stories to begin with. So you, you throw in some paranormal on top of animal stories. These are the best. I love this. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much like it as far as like notable stuff that happened there. But I do, I guess I have this Mothman story or like yes. figured out later we think that it was Mothman. Bring it on. I, um, I'm so excited to hear this. My, I have friends that are going to be so excited for Mothman because she absolutely loves Mothman. So I am so excited. My friend Rose loves Mothman. So this is going to be great. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So um, a couple of years ago, I still lived in North Carolina. We would go up every time there was a meteor shower um, and we would sit on the Blue Ridge Parkway because it's nice and dark up there and we could see a good meteor shower. And it was me and my best friend and her at the time boyfriend and while we were up there, we just kind of started talking about, like, paranormal stuff, as we do at 3 sure. in the morning. And just talking about, like, me and my best friend have been talking about things that had happened to us that we'd experienced. And um, so her boyfriend was a very, like, no-nonsense kind of guy. Like, he never outright said he didn't believe in ghosts and, and UFOs and things, but he just, like, kind of never really talked about it or acknowledged it. And he didn't really contribute to the conversation. It was more just me and her just kind of talking back and forth. And we continued the conversation when we were leaving at like three in the morning in the car on the way home. And he just out of nowhere kind of pipes up in the back seat and is like, I saw a demon one time. And we were like, I'm sorry, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. He didn't say anything else after that. Like, and I just kind of like slowed down and, and turned around and looked at him and was like, go on like you can't really <laughs> drop a bombshell like that and then like not say anything 
So he tells us the story about how he and his friend um, were driving back from Greensboro, North Carolina, back to Asheville in the mountains um, a couple of years prior to this. And it was late at night. They were in his friend's Mustang going about 75 on the highway. And they came up to what, as he described it, he said it looked like when the DOT is getting rid of a, like, road sign and they put a tarp over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on the side of the road. And, you know, they were coming up on it fast and he didn't really think anything of it until he said all of a sudden the large, like, pale colored tarp was attached, as he put it, to the side of the car. And he said that he realized really quickly that it wasn't a tarp. It was something that was keeping pace with the side of their car. Holy crap. And that it had red eyes and he felt like he should like should look at it, like he was like compelled to kind of look at it, but he didn't want to because he was scared to death because this thing's like in his passenger window. And he wouldn't let himself look directly at it and was just like trying not to but could see like out of the corner of his eye that this thing is still like hanging out, keeping pace with the car. And they're going like 75, 80, like his friend can see it and it's speeding up and it's still keeping up with the car. And then out of nowhere, he said it just kind of like peeled off the side, shot up into the air, straight up and disappeared. What the hell? Yeah, we were like, when he was telling us this, like both me and my friend just were like cold chills in the car because we were like, holy shit, like that's ridiculous. And it was so weird coming from him because, again, he's this guy that, like, doesn't really believe in anything and never talks about ghosts or paranormal or anything. And he said that his friend was in the car and, like, immediately turned over to him and was like, you should fucking see that. And he's <laughs> like, yes, I did. I don't want to talk about it. Just, like, let's drive home. I, I don't want to know what that was. And he said that that whole night he didn't sleep. He, stood, he, like, tried to Google anything he could think of that it could be from, like, how big can an albino owl be sure. to, like... You know, how big is, is a crane's wingspan? Like, anything that it could explain it. And he said he couldn't find any explanation for it. And funny aside here is that I almost wrecked the truck and killed all of us after the story because immediately after telling us this, we're going down the, the Blue Ridge Parkway, middle of the night, it's a meteor shower, and there were, I guess, still some stragglers who had been out on blankets watching in all of the median the meteor shower, and as we came around the bend in pitch black, a woman stood up wrapped in a giant white blanket, <laughs> looking like the thing that he just described, and I slammed on brakes, and I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> and all three of us screamed, because we had just had the story told. Oh, yeah. Um, but it wasn't until like, years later, after he told us the story, I moved at this point to the Pacific Northwest, I'm living outside of Portland, and me and my best friend had come to visit, and um, my housemate were kind of sitting around, and we saw where somebody had illustrated a comic of a, like, traditional Mothman encounter from, like, the John Keel book. Sure. Like, the descriptions of how it would follow cars. And all of a sudden, it just kind of clicked all at once, and we were just like, oh, my God, this is what Gore was describing. Like, we thought this whole time he just saw some kind of, like, entity or haunting, because he also looked up, like, hauntings in that area where they were. Oh, yeah. The two cities, and... Um, and we're like, this is like, it tracks exactly with what people have said, like in the 60s, when they would see Mothman chasing cars, and like the description of it was spot on. And we were just like, oh my god, wait, this is bizarre. This, if this is true, this means Mothman exists, which was a whole like existential thing that we all kind of had. <laughs> you gotta come to realizations but, with real quick. And, yeah, and we Mothman's like, usually, wow. Mothman's supposedly a harbinger of doom, so I'm hoping that after this sighting, nothing bad happened in that area, or if it did, it nothing might validate. Nothing that we know of, and nothing bad happened to him. 
happened. Well, that's good. Like, that's good. We haven't had any bizarre stuff happen, but it was definitely like a wild story. Like I, I was definitely trying to believe it because again, like he's the kind of person that just like he doesn't joke about that kind of stuff and he doesn't talk about like ghosts, aliens, religion, like anything, any kind of nebulous concept. He's not really like that kind of person. So for him to just like out of nowhere, just nonchalantly be like, "Oh, I had this experience." One yeah. Time, yeah, and it wasn't, hey, I had this experience where I passed something on the road, and I wasn't sure what it was, but I think it might be Bigfoot. No, this was interacting, so, like, there's a lot to this story to unpack. Holy exactly. crap. And the fact that he never, he, like, he didn't straight up just go, oh, I saw a Mothman one time, or, like, I yes. saw a ghost. It was like, you know, I, I don't know what I saw, but this is what it did. Yeah. And so, like, it wasn't until, like, years later that we made the connection of, like, wait, holy shit, this is exactly what he was talking about. Yes, that's exactly right. Mothman would have to be a thing. Like, you're right. It wasn't, he wasn't, inve he wasn't invested in the thing. It was just, hey, I saw this weird thing. Now, when it was keeping right. up with the car, did it, did it hit the car at all? Did it touch the car? Was there any? No, he said he couldn't tell if it was flying the same speed as the car. He could tell that it had wings or like wing shaped, like something. And so he said he couldn't tell if it was like actually like attached to the side of the car or if it was just moving that fast. Um. Because initially, for like a couple seconds, he thought that it was a tarp, and they had just somehow, like in the rush of them passing it, had picked it up. Yeah, hooked onto but the mirror or something. Yeah, really quickly. Yeah, he was like, "Wait a minute! Like this is a like a thing." Um, and he said it definitely like the eyes were bright red and actually glowing. Like he said, you could see the light from them kind of like reflected off of like surfaces inside the car. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like it wasn't just one possible. It wasn't one partial description that is Mothman. It is, it's the eyes, it's the, the way it interacted, it's how it flew. Like, you're right. It was a, it was like every check mark in the, is it a Mothman box? Like, it really is. Right. And I know some of the stories, they said that it can be like dark or pale, and he said it was pale color. Yeah. So that was like another one. Yeah, the it one was, that, it was uh, really weird. The one in Chicago that was just seen recently, there was a bunch of people that were like, oh, it was jet black. And then there was another dude that saw it up close and he was like, no, this thing was like gray. It was like charcoal, yeah. or not even charcoal, like light gray with bright red eyes. And it was very close to him and his car too. So yeah. The that's, yeah, that's exactly how he described it. That and is yeah, trippy. It was, it was definitely a weird one. That story is like stuck with me for a while because it was a, like, this was like, probably four years ago that he told us this story and then like it was a few years after that that we had the like mothman light bulb moment but i, like, I love that. that like i mean like we've thought about it a lot like because it's just such a weird story and for it to come from like like if it had been anybody else i'd be like yeah okay but like because it was him we were just like uh this might have happened like and that's uh, that has more questions than answers uh attached to do you remember what year this would have been that he saw mothman um, it was a couple of years before he told us the story, and that was, like, 2017, so this is probably, like, 2015. All right. I was trying to think, like, what possibly big, you know, traumas could have happened in, in around that time, the, around the sighting, to see if maybe this was another, you know, portents of doom kind of a thing. Right, right, like a harbinger type yeah. deal. And it was, I, I don't know exactly where it was, other than, because he wasn't, I mean, it was the middle of the night, but he said that they had been driving from Greensboro, North Carolina, to Asheville, and they were, like, on the outskirts of, like, the foothills. So they were, you know, probably at least an hour or so, maybe an hour and a half outside of Asheville. All right, so somewhere in North Carolina in 2017, you said? Uh, 2015 would probably 2015. be 2015. Because I think it was a couple of years before he told us the story in 2017. 
All right, I gotta find out. I gotta I gotta start looking up to see what happened in 2015. But I don't know how I'm gonna look this up. But I really want to see if like there's something like yeah, that I would just love big. Yeah, I to know what you find because I haven't actually thought to do that yet. Like we, that was one thing we just look up was like if any weird like bad things happened. We were just more like kind of with him. Like, is there any kind of like local haunting that we should know about on this road? You know, on this part of I-40 or is there any local legends or something about something that would fit this description? So I haven't actually, like, stopped to look up, like, did anything, like, bad or disastrous happen in that area. Yeah, I gotta look this up. I gotta find out because, yeah, if that's the case and we can connect it to a bad event right around there as well, the hell, this is trippy as shit. I yeah. love it. That would add, like, a whole other layer of, like, what the fuck to that story if we <laughs> could connect it to an event, I think, for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right, that's everybody's homework, not just mine. Find me the worst horrific accident that happened in 2015 around the North Carolina region of the United States. And uh, if we can find one, that'll scare me even more than knowing that Mothman is real and someone I, someone that's called me knows somebody that's seen it. And not just seen it, but yeah. really interacted with it. Holy shit. Right. I love it. I absolutely love it. Carrie, thank you so much for calling. This was awesome. Yeah, of course. Thank you for doing this. I, I'm actually home on time to catch one. Usually I'm, like, coming in from work right as you're finishing one up. I was going to so say, you're like usually, like, I feel bad because usually you pop in right when I'm like, and that was our last call. Thank you so much. Right. But, like, like, yeah, this is cool. I'm glad that you were here for the whole episode and you called in. I love that. Two for two. Exactly. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm changing jobs soon, too, so, like, I'll have better hours. I'll catch up now. I love that. Thank you so much. I hope to call. I hope to talk yeah. to you again soon. Please call in any time. This was great. Definitely. I got more stories. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thank you. Bye now. How awesome is that? I mean, besides the fact that, you know, I see Carrie on all this stuff all the time and Carrie's just cool, but then to have a cool caller call in with a Mothman or possibly, I'm going to say not even possibly, I mean, it definitely checked off all the boxes of, have you seen a Mothman? So yeah, I'm going to say that's a Mothman. We got a Mothman call. Finally, Rose, that's for you. We finally got a Mothman call on here. I finally got, I got my first Thunderbird story on one of these live shows. Now I got my first Mothman story for these live shows. Randall, knowing Mothman is real really trips me out whenever I think about it, right? I'm 100% with you. And I love Trish was like, oh, okay, let me know how you react when it happens. I'll be passed out on the floorboards. Seriously, like, how do you stay cool and calm and drive when that shit's going on? At first, oh, I just caught a tarp, no big deal. Oh, wait, no, it's got glowing red eyes and it's flying. Fuck that. Nope, I'm out. Crazy. Yeah, I'm calling it. Austin's calling it 100% Mothman. I'm calling it a Mothman call. I love it. Oh, here we go. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, it's Alexandra. Hey, Alexandra, how are you? I'm good. There's been some really great stories tonight. Mine is not that exciting, but I need yours to be bunking skills and the rest of the paramaniacs, uh, debunking skills, because I've never, you know, I've had a lot of paranormal, weird, maybe paranormal stuff that happened in my past, especially when I lived in Minnesota, but recently there's been some weird things happening at my house, and I, you know, a lot of it I could brush off and just say it's nothing, or those are just sounds, or you didn't see what you thought you saw, but there's been like three things lately that I'm just like, I give up, I can't think of anything. So I've been like, I should call, I should call, so I just decided to call. Um, so the first, like again, I live with my ex-boyfriend, I know that's weird, but <laughs> it's mostly okay, I'm like waiting to get a house. 
Um, and anyway, he he hears stuff more than I do, and he is way he doesn't believe in any of that. He doesn't even think about any of that. Um, you know, but he he would hear stuff all the time, or something would be moving, and he'd be like, "Yeah, the ghost knocked it down again." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" So he was talking about it before I ever noticed anything. I would hear things from time to time where I would be like, that's weird. I know I didn't put this here. But I would always, you know, attribute it to him moving something. Sure. Oh, yeah. Nothing was a big deal. But it was actually the first one that I'm like, okay, I have no explanation for this. actually happened maybe two weeks ago. I was listening to your show at the time. So thanks a lot if I invited anything in from that show. (laughs) Hey, um, hey, it's not my fault, I swear. (laughs) But, um... I, I have three cats, and I was playing in my bed listening, and they were all three with me. And I have these ten food dishes they eat out of, and you know how animals are. Like, there's never enough food in there. So no. once they're done eating it, they'll put it across the floor, like, come on, give me more. Yep. And I, at first I didn't think anything of it when I heard the dish scooting across the floor, and then I was like, uh, all my cats are with me right now. So oh. That's really weird. So I thought, well, maybe that's not what the sound was. And I just got up and I looked and there it was in the middle of the floor when I know that I'd put it against the wall like I do at the end of every night. So that was the first one. And I had no explanation for that. I was trying to think, well, could have, like, let's say I have a mouse in the house or something. Could a mouse have done that? Even though I don't think I have a mouse. I I really don't think so. I don't think a mouse Um, could move one of those bowls either. I don't either. I mean, my cats only do it, like, by putting their whole face in it and moving it, not, like, they couldn't. I don't even think they're able to just do it with their paw, maybe. But, anyway, that was just so weird. So, a couple days after that, I was, like, I was asking my ex-boyfriend, where are my flip-flops? And, because I always take my shoes off before I go in the house, and they weren't out on the porch where I usually leave them, but, I mean, my house is clean. I, I looked at <laughs> other like possible places like basically everywhere. I turned the house upside down looking for them because I really wanted to wear them because I was getting a pedicure that day. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't know where they are. Why do you keep asking me? And I was like, because I didn't move them. So that would have to mean you moved them. <laughs> Why would I move your flip-flops? You know, the normal conversation you expect to have. So I was like, fine. And I gave up and I didn't find them. And so I was putting... I had done laundry the next night, and I was putting clothes away. And this was seriously one of the weirdest things ever. So I open up my closet to put to hang clothes up on a hanger, and my one of my flip flops is it's like it's wedged between clothes, like on hangers, but it's wedged tightly in there so that it sticks straight up. And one's on one side of the hanger, and one's on the other side of the, the back of the closet. And I mean. Why did you hide my flip-flops? I really needed those. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I believe him because, no offense to him, but he's just not clever enough to think of something that's funny <laughs> and that weird. And he just wouldn't think to do that. That's not the kind of thing he would do. So I, I, I mean, he's like, well, maybe the cat did it. There's no way the cat could climb somehow up to the hanger part of my closet. No. Place my flip-flops gently on either side of the hanger and make sure the clothes are so close together that they're sticking straight up. And it, it was beyond bizarre. And it's definitely, that one, definitely not a mouse. No way, no how. 
nothing else I could have done. Like, I remember the last time I wore them. It was, you know, the next day I was looking for them, and I couldn't find them, and it was the day after that when I was doing laundry that I found it. And, and then this one, go ahead. No, no, no. Actually, no, go ahead. I want, I want you to keep going before I ask a question. No, this is awesome. Go, go. So the next thing was I was making dinner one night, and I had the spoon resting. Like, I was, I was making tacos, and I had, like, the spoon resting on the spoon rest, in the middle of the stove top, yeah. nowhere near the edge, and I turned around and I heard a clatter on the floor, and there it is, laying in the middle of the floor. And there's, there's no way. I tried to like rig it, and I was like, okay, how could that have happened? So I was like, I'm gonna figure out how it could have fallen. So I, I like put it back and I stomped a bunch. I even put it back like a little more loosely. Sure. Than I yeah. Before, like give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, Wait. So it I was. Really, I, it was next to the pot. It wasn't next to it, like, the, the, the thing the thing of taco meat was on, like, a burner, you know, in, in the front left, and I had stirred it, and I have a spoon rest, it's, on, it's in the middle of my stove, but up towards the top of my stove, Okay. not by any of the burners, that way it doesn't get hot or burned. See, or that's, why, that's why I asked that, I was like, maybe, possibly, that it was too close to the burner, and it heated up, and then fell over, you know, I'm trying to, like... I'm yeah. trying to debunk it as long, like right along with you. Um, I want to debunk. I would welcome a debunking. <laughs> and wait, is this all recent, or is this always these weird kind of little one-off thingies have no, been happening? Three things are very recent. Now, my my ex-boyfriend has said a bunch of things. Like he noticed a lot more things. He would notice things falling out of the blue when nothing was near it. But when things fall, I always think, well. So what? Things are never as well, <laughs> you know, placed as you think they are. And sure. Stuff like that. Um, but he's a very careful person, too. He's very precise. So it would, I mean, if he said he set something up in a way that it wouldn't fall, I mean, I would believe him. But I've never seen anything like what he was talking about. And or I'd make a comment like, I know I put this here. Why is it here? And he was like, it's probably the ghost. And he would make comments like that offhand. But these three things, and of course I was alone the whole time, so nothing happened. Like, I have no one to corroborate any of this. Oh, no, of course not. Oh, oh, and that's it. This is very, 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 and I was like, that's so weird. And I was kind of like embarrassed, like, oh my gosh, I hope nobody sees this and thinks, like, I've rekindled the flame with my ex-boyfriend. But that was all I was thinking. But it's like, I don't know what it is. Maybe a bug bite, whatever. And sure. The next time it happened, it was like a bunch of marks across the front of my neck, like a bunch of red marks. And right now, I still have some red marks from the third time it happened. And they're kind of faded. But I showed my whole family, like, the second time. I'm like, guys, this is so weird. What is this? And they're like, I don't know. It, they, they thought it was weird, but they weren't freaking out. But it wasn't their nest. But, yeah, all of that stuff, all of that started happening within the last month. And it was, like... Wait, wait, wait. Did you say within the last month? I would say all of it happened within the last month. Because the first thing that happened was when I'm listening to your show and the dish... Well, the first thing that happened was, like, the marks on my neck. But that was not too long before the dish sitting across the floor and that was only like 
maybe three or four of your shows ago. Wow. Okay. So this is this is all relatively new. Yeah. You know, even with what your ex-boyfriend said, but to to you, this is all relatively new, and it seems to be right. not escalating, but it seems to be trying to get your attention more and more. Like, oh, the spoon didn't work, or the the scratch didn't work. How about the flip flops? I mean, that's a big one. That one, like, I can I can try and debunk. Yeah. Look, I can de- kind of debunk the whole like the scratches. You know. I get weird scratches, you know, Stitch could walk over me while I'm asleep and I don't realize it or I can scratch myself and I don't right. realize it. So, sure, hopefully you don't have a weird pervy ghost. So, but <laughs> then the rest of it, I mean, that is getting progressively more and more like, hey, notice me. Now, let me ask you this. It, I mean, again, I don't know if you want to, but have you tried to talk to it? You know, I haven't because I, you know, I had started experiencing all this weird stuff years ago at another place. Like, everybody I knew, and I'm trying to think of who these people were that I asked about it. Like, I don't remember. I think this was, like, probably religious people. But they were like, don't talk to it. Don't give it a name. Oh, definitely don't give it a name. I'm agree with that. Don't give it a name. But, or at least don't try to find out what its real name is. Like, when someone says, like, oh, and I called it, you know, Chuckles the Clown. All right, you know, I wouldn't call it Chuckles the Clown, but you're not giving it its real name. But, but yeah, I mean, but talking to it, I always recommend just to kind of be like, hey, that scared me, or hey, what the heck, or hey, what do you need? Because it might just need something. It's trying to get your attention. It might be, it doesn't seem like it's trying to hurt you, although the next stuff is kind of creepy, but, uh, you know, ultimately it doesn't seem like it's trying to hurt you, but what the hell? What's going on? The food, the food dish bowl. That's weird. They haven't ever broken the skin. Like, I had, like, actual scratches and puncture marks, you know, when I was in Minnesota. But these are almost like, they're like red bruises or something. Or they almost look like they're, they could even be bug bites or something like that. That's what I mean. Like, sure, if that was the only thing, I wouldn't even think twice about sure, it. Sure, exactly. Okay. Yeah. But the, the flip-flop thing, again, that one really gets me because I really don't think he would have thought to do that. I have asked him a million times. I've known him for a very long time. I I, w- I think I would know if he was lying to me. And I, and I don't think he would have thought something like that or put the effort into something like why that. Why would he do that also? I mean, it doesn't... There's no reasoning behind it. It's not like, you know, oh, if I spook her, you know, this much more, then I, I'm going to get the inheritance. Right. You know, there's nothing like that, so... Right. <laughs> right. Well, and then tonight, I, we we actually adopted a dog a couple weeks ago. Oh, yay! And the dog, he is a nice little boy. He's six months old, so he's still a puppy. But he only ever barks at dogs. He doesn't bark at people. He doesn't... He's really kind of an easygoing dog. And then tonight... I was listening to your show, I don't know, probably, it was probably during the first call, all of a sudden, he, like, looked at a spot and he started growling, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, no. And, of course, it's during the show, too, and I, I, you know, and I was like, I don't want to call, I'm going to wait until a weekend and call so I'm not in the house by myself, because my ex works so so late (laughs) shift at his job. But um, I was like, you know what? When he started growling, I'm like, I'm just going to call in and see if we can find an explanation now, for this. No, you know what? I think I have an explanation. Your ghost has been desperately trying to get on this show, 
and trying to make you call in to talk about him and you haven't so it just keeps escalating and escalating and now he's messing with the puppy to try and get on the show so maybe he's getting the fame that he's so richly deserves exactly yeah, he just I wants don't... a little attention <laughs> likes the podcast i appreciate it ghost i i appreciate you liking it but uh all right enough with the spooky stuff well yeah that's the thing and i mean again it's nothing that's been um like harmful to me in any way but it's something that it's weird sometimes it's inconvenient but mostly i just don't understand why um you know his my ex had a sister and a mom that died in the recent past his mom especially died in the very recent past last november really the, um yeah we bought this house in uh, last May or something like that and she loved coming here because it's out in the country and they live in the city we live in a suburb of Chicago and so she loved coming here because she loves nature she loves hummingbirds and part of me thought well and she also really liked that we were together and we broke up shortly before she got very sick and died like it happened very quickly and I know she was really upset that we broke up and she was did not think it would be a permanent thing and you know one of the last things conversations she had with me was she said um promise me you're going to take care of him and i was like sure because you promise people that when sure they die. of course say, yeah ah, i think so <laughs> um but and I, I you know if she and i we really we were pretty close um so i said uh she and you know that i guess i'm only putting this together now I mean, she did, she had, um, her brain was a little messed up from her cancer, so she would do weird things, like put things in weird places, like I don't remember her ever putting, like, flip-flops on a hanger, but she would move, like, she lost my tax documents, um, she, she would just put things in weird places and it would drive everybody crazy, so that part makes sense with the moving stuff around, and she was also Italian and a big cook. Well, I could see her poking her nose at me trying to cook um, a meal. <laughs> um, she, I, you know, I, I can't think of the dish she did. She, you know, knew that I had animals. Um, she was more of a dog person. <laughs> so I, again, I don't, I don't know if maybe it's her. I, I really hesitate to say that because I don't know why she would be bothering any of us here well, at this point. Well, if it is her, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, you know bother but she again it's just trying to get attention or alerting that hey you're there now let me ask you this have right. you ever found any change on the ground that you know wasn't there like all of a sudden you started finding pennies or dimes or whatever like that that is so weird yes i have why what does that mean yeah i just assume that's my ex because he never empties his pockets and like i'll do laundry and i'll find a place but i've noticed sometimes it's in like I'll find it on the living room floor, and he's yep. a pretty tidy guy. And has so it has it has it happened since her death? Yes. Yeah. But I mean, we've only lived here a short time. I mean, since during the time she was alive. But I mean, I've I've definitely noticed it since her death. So, so I would time. say that it is her trying to get your attention, because the the coins you finding you finding pennies or dimes. Like I after my grandpa passed away, I found dimes. I still find dimes everywhere. Like it is it the the percentage of chances of finding dimes as much as I do is absolutely nil. Yet I find them all over the place. But um so I've actually looked into it and pennies are the most common one where when someone dies for whatever reason, 
they want to let you know that they're okay by leaving a penny or, or leaving change or putting change where there definitely shouldn't be change. Um, it's And like I said, when I really looked into it, I was shocked all over the world. It happens everywhere that people start finding coins on the ground. And it is, you know, like I said, the percentages skyrocket after someone dies of finding all these coins everywhere. So... The reason I was asking that is because it's the first indication of, hey, notice me, notice me, notice me. And then they tend to escalate from there if they're still not being noticed. There's, they just want to let you know that they're there, that they're around. Wow. That kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Oh, Trisha's saying, yeah, my dad sends shiny coins. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, when I found out about this, Alexander, when I found out that this was a thing, I was shocked. It is everywhere around the world, across the board everybody's getting this little like, hey, if I'm finding dimes everywhere, hey, I'm finding nickels everywhere. And it's usually like a very specific, you know, coinage. But I, my guess is that she's just trying to be noticed any way that she can. And she keeps upping it until you finally noticed. So that might be it. Okay, well, I definitely am noticing now. And really the coin thing, I really attested to him not emptying his pocket. Sure. So that didn't even occur to me to bring up during any of this. So you said that yep it's oh, that's so it's bizarre but yeah like i said i've heard it from so many people i've read it everywhere i found like it's a thing and i don't really understand why coins other than you know back in the day you used to put pennies on people's eyes when they passed away for the ferryman and all that stuff but but yeah like it it does it seems to be a thing that's out there and everybody's seeing it so yeah well there you go that's my only suggestion well, is that i think that's what it is i think it's her trying to get your attention well, this was not the debunking I was looking for, but <laughs> it has a new perspective on it. Um, and, you know, I don't know if this might be a question for everybody out there, because I know a lot of, obviously, a lot of people that listen to this have had experiences. Like, I do sometimes wonder, like, why is it always me? And it probably sounds like when I tell stories, like I'm making it up, because who has all these things happen at all these different places? But, like, do, do paranormal things and entities are they like drawn to just certain people yes because some people open to it like how does i don't understand that no it's definitely drawn to certain people because i got i get people ask that all the time like why me why is all this shit happening to me especially if they live with somebody and it never happens to the other person so yeah it is it just seems i don't know if you're more in tune if you're more sensitive whatever it is there are some people where nothing ever happens and that's why they immediately go it's all bullshit none of it's real and then there's some people where it's always happening to them. So, yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, you seem to have a connection or you seem to notice things or you seem to be more in tune, whatever you want to call it, however, you know, hippy-dippy you want to get into it. Like, it seems to be there's there's people that it this shit just happens to. I mean, they're, they're just more connected. Wow. Well, um, that certainly gives me food for thought, and I'm really hoping nothing else happens tonight. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm scared. It's just like, I wish I understood it better, and I wish if there was something I'm supposed to know, yeah. that I could know it. Because um, I don't really want weird things to happen where I'm wondering who did them. Oh, no, that's exactly it. Like, it's not, I mean, look, it's hard to not be scared, but, I right. mean, it, it's... If this is what it is, and again, I don't know. I'm not an expert. There is no experts, but my guess is that's what it is. If this is what it is, she's just trying to get your attention, usually trying to just say, hey, I'm here. Everything's fine. 
checking in on you, that kind of a thing. It doesn't seem to be anything, you know, bad, malicious, it doesn't seem like. Right. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for thanks for the insight. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, are you kidding? Thank you for the call. And please keep obviously you will, but keep me keep me updated as to what happens with this situation. If if try and say like, hey, if this is you, thank you. I'm I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're fine. You know, like talk to it however you want, or talk to her however you want to talk to her. But see what happens if you do acknowledge that she's around. Okay, because I've always thought I'm not supposed to engage, but maybe I will do that when he gets home from work, maybe. There so you I'm go. The only person in the- yeah, yeah, why not? Wait till you got a little backup. I'm always down for that. I agree with that statement. All right. I will give it a shot. Thanks for listening and thanks for your insight. Are you kidding? Thank it. you. Thank you for calling again. I really appreciate it. No problem. Have a good night. Thanks, you too. Bye now. Yeah, see? This is what I'm saying. I, I'm glad that other people are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, the coin thing is real or the penny thing is real. Yeah, I don't know why it's a thing, but it really is a thing. And boy, does it seem to be a thing everywhere. Um, And I've noticed it. Like I said, it's happened with me as well. When my grandpa died, coins everywhere. It was bizarre. I never used to find dimes everywhere, and now I do. It's, It's really weird. It really was bizarre how often it happened right off the bat. All right, I think I'm going to end it there, though. I do want to say that Rebecca said, yeah, my grandpa sent pennies. They'd come falling from the ceiling in my mom's closet. We hadn't moved anything on the top shelf to make anything fall from there. See? There we go. Um, Rigo, I found $23 in coins in my old place, and yeah, there's a ghost in my place. So, yeah. It is weird. Uh, Randall, definitely keep an eye out for random coins. It is what it is. Uh, caller, whoever that was to just try to call, I just killed the line. I apologize. I just killed the phone line because I think we're going to wrap it up. That was a great call to end it on. No, no, honestly, caller, I, ki- I turned off the phone. Oh, I'll turn off the call now. Sorry. That would be, that would be a smart thing for me not to have on the screen anymore, Kurt. Boom. Uh, yeah, you know what? Save that call. Whoever was calling, call the next show because we're, there's going to be another one coming up very soon, Saturday. So if you can, call in Saturday. Um, Gary, Randall, Randall calls me a weirdness magnet. That's just it. Some people are just a magnet to this stuff, whether they want to be or not. Um, caller, sorry, I, I turned off the line, but, but good try, though. Uh, but yeah, anyhow, let's start wrapping this up. I want to thank Austin and Amanda and Ducky and Carrie. Carrie for the Mothman uh, story especially. I finally got a Mothman story. And Alexandra, I want to thank you all so much for calling. This was a great show. I was really worried because at the beginning, I really didn't have any callers and I didn't bring any stories because it's all been callers. So I was like, oh God, I should prepare more in case there's no callers, but I didn't have to. You guys came with the best stories, came with a vengeance. It was fantastic. So thank you all so much for tuning in. really appreciate it. Hopefully I'll see you all Saturday for another live edition of Paranormal Almanac. The new episode should be out tomorrow, the regular episode. This episode might be out tomorrow as well. So, you know, whole lots for everybody to listen to. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sambig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. I'm not going to